0: Welcome to the Power of Faith and the Ministry of David Hathaway. Please join David as he ministers today's word.
1: How can I see thanks For the things you have done for me Things so undeserved Yet you gave to prove your love for me, and the voices of a million ages could not express my gratitude. All that I.
0: of you will already know me I'm David Hathaway an evangelist I'm British and proud of it (laughs) and I've got with me my very close friend uh, Dennis Greenwich and we're sitting together and we want to just talk to you about the new year Mm -hmm. and what it means and I know Dennis you like the prophetic side and but you're a pastor and you're an evangelist and you're a missionary, (laughs) you're everything. Uh, (laughs) With me, Dennis, (laughs) I I say, and uh, I don't want to upset people, but I was a pastor Mm. for 15 years, but God delivered me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Pray for my (laughs) deliverance.
0: Because in actual fact, I enjoy the ministry that I have, which is evangelism. Mm. And uh, to be quite honest, my father, who was for 36 years the general superintendent of the uh, Ealing Pentecostal Churches in Britain, his own heart Mm. was actually to be an evangelist Mm. because he'd met with George Jeffries, the very famous evangelist. Uh, I would say that George Jeffries in Britain was the most well-known and most powerful healing evangelist. Now, some people will talk about um, Smith Wigglesworth and the strange thing is working in Russia, Dennis, and I find this very strange, when I started working in, uh, in Russia, every Russian thought that Smith Wigglesworth was American. Mm because he's associated with America and better known in America and I had to shock them all by saying no no he's a Welshman (laughs) (laughs) and he's British but um, he was never as well known in Britain. It's quite surprising because uh, I worked a lot with Lester Sumrall and uh, Lester Sumrall spent a lot of time in England, particularly when the war started. This is quite unusual. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about a new year, but this is, this mm-hmm. is quite interesting. That um, he said that he used to go and visit Smith Wigglesworth, mm-hmm. who at that time was retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth lived in Bradford. Mm-hmm. He lived and he died there, you know, uh, which isn't far from me. It's only nine miles, ten miles from, from where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the thing is that uh, Lester Samuel used to say, "Where are all these English pastors? You know, coming to the house, drawing from him, gaining from him." He says, "I'm just an American, but I'm the only one here." And it is quite strange, in a way, mm-hmm. that somehow, with Wigglesworth, never got the understanding or the acceptance in Britain Mm. that he did overseas, Mm. whereas now George Jeffreys was so different. Yes, yes. Um, Mm. And you know the story. Mm. I've told you before. Uh, It's in my biography that when I was born, my father was very close to Jeffreys. And so it was George Jeffreys that took me in his arms and dedicated me to the Lord. Mm. So, yeah, I've got a wonderful heritage in that. Mm. But the thing that, uh, Dennis, the thing that drew my father to Jeffreys was the evangelism. Mm. And what my father saw, this is why he joined him, because he saw that the most important thing that we have in the church is not just the teaching, it's not just the worship, but it is the evangelism. And my father... Well, he'd told me many times that his real desire had been to be an evangelist, but it wasn't God's choice. My father became a great Bible teacher, a great ministry on Israel, on prophecy, but amongst all things, he was a leader. He was a leader. And I'm so glad that I could follow in his footsteps. It's like you. You're just the same. Your father was... A leader. Yeah. He was a great man mm-hmm. and I think that's something that we have together mm-hmm. isn't it Dennis? That's right David. Yes. We both look to our fathers as mm-hmm. being such an inspiration, mm-hmm. such an illustration.
2: Mm-hmm. We had fathers that we know that we could look up to and uh, mighty men of God um, and we thank God for the exhortation to our lives Uh, But, you know, in the light of walking with fathers like we had, (laughs) I think we saw our shortcomings (laughs) very Yes,
0: Uh, it's true. that's where the
2: struggle was, yeah.
0: Yes. Mm. Mm. But it's strange because the Apostle Paul says this, doesn't he? Mm. He says, you have many leaders, you have many teachers. Teachers, yeah. But no fathers. That's right. And as we're coming to the beginning of a new year, Mm. it's a good theme to start with. yes. Fatherhood, yes. fathers, mm-hmm. and you know, um, I was looking at one scripture, and I think mm-hmm. if there's one scripture that I would like to look at today, in the time that we've got together, mm-hmm. it is in Philippians three, mm-hmm. because I I tend to look at this mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. because Paul is saying, forgetting those things which are been, he says, I count not myself to have apprehended, mm-hmm. but this one thing I do, mm-hmm. forgetting those things which are behind, mm-hmm. reaching forth unto those things which are before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we stand at the start of a new year, mm-hmm. to me, and I'm sure to most people watching, mm-hmm. 2020 is best forgotten. What's your feeling on that? Dennis.
2: Well, it's been a it's been a, a time of great loss and a time of great pain, and a time of great frustration, and uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, for for many, I mean, many dreams have been shattered, uh, and, and people have seen so many things that they relied and depend on fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's encouraging to hear what you're going to share, David.
0: It's- well, t- to me, uh, of course, uh, in, in, in a way that it uh, prevented much mm. of my ministry. Mm. I mean, I should have been evangelizing, and this was to have been the breakthrough year in mm. Central Asia. Mm. Because after all these years of working in Russia and seeing the power of God and what's happened mm-hmm. in Russia is an absolute miracle. It's mm-hmm. something greater than seen, I think, in any other nation, Russia and the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. But I... <laughs> because of my age, mm-hmm. uh, I'm 88, if you don't know, mm-hmm. uh, and I've been in full-time ministry mm-hmm. for 70 years. But because of this, this is why this scripture mm-hmm. is so powerful precious to me Mm. because most people when they get to 88 are just looking at the past Mm. and counting on the past I'm not Mm. I'm actually looking at the future and I'm seeing the whole future opening up and that's why Paul says he says forgetting those things which are behind reaching forth into those things which are in front of us Mm. so what I want to encourage you to do is not to look at last year Mm -hmm. but let's realize that the tomorrow that we have is more glorious Mm -hmm. than the yesterdays Mm -hmm. that the future in front of us becomes more and more glorious Mm -hmm. and powerful and precious Mm -hmm. and I want to I really want to encourage people in this Uh, because he says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And that's where I think it echoes what he says in verse 13. I don't count that I have apprehended. He hasn't yet reached the goal. He hasn't yet reached what he has to fulfill. And he still, still pressing forward and I want to encourage people wherever you are spiritual where whatever you've achieved always keep this sense that there is something more in front of you yeah yeah I can remember an experience Dennis that I I had with my family I remember once we're on holiday in Switzerland I love Switzerland Mm. and I love Austria I love the mountains as you know Mm. I go to the mountains to pray every year and we'd gone up the mountain, yes, we'd gone up in the cable car. When we got up to the top station,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was there with my wife, uh, my, uh, one of my middle daughters, one mm-hmm. of the twins, mm-hmm. who was about 15, mm-hmm. and the youngest one, who was only three or four years old. Mm-hmm. And um, so I left the youngster with my wife to stay at the cable station, mm-hmm. and I said to the other girl, I said, come on, mm-hmm. Let's get to the top of this mountain. Mm-hmm. And we set off. But the thing was that every time mm-hmm. we thought we'd reached the peak, mm-hmm. there was always mm-hmm. another one in front. Yes. That is, only when you get to that level, yeah. you see the vista <laughs> and the view yeah. that's still in front. Yeah. And Dennis, mm-hmm. isn't that like our spiritual experience? Yeah. yeah. However high we get spiritually, Mm. however close we get to the Lord, and I'm looking at our past years, Mm. Now, standing at the threshold of a new year, it's like standing with a whole fresh vision mm. in front of us. Come on, folks. Look, yeah. I want to challenge you. Stand up there and realise you've got a whole new fresh vision in front of you. Oh, and it's exciting. And come on, let's go into it. Come
2: on, Dennis. Oh, you and I are going to do it together, aren't yeah. we? You know the amazing thing, David. <laughs> that's what always stirs me when you get going. <laughs> when you get started. <laughs> <laughs> stirred up, I get stirred up. You know, when I think about the Apostle Paul and the maturity he had in the Spirit, and yet still he would say words like, "Not that I have already attained."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, in other words, there's this. He knew and understood. He was what he was by the grace of God, mm-hmm. and it just it always hits me. Not. That I have already attained. You know, many of many today, uh, even as leaders and, and preachers, even if we don't see it, say it, we we develop an attitude like I know I I know better than most people. Uh, and uh, but you see, it's it's that humility that we see that's in the, the Apostle Paul, and even in spite of all the things he did attain. Because I mean, when we read the scriptures and read Paul's letters, there's no one else I can really refer to mm. him as another, another, another apostle. Mm. But yet still, he would say, "I have not already." But yet still, he says he goes on. But I press on. Mm. And you know, as you mentioned this year, it's been a, it has been a difficult year yes. uh, for many. And uh, you know, this year, I, 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 and I'm sure I know you because we're close. Um, Sometimes even with our own families, we got some news that could have been quite detrimental had yes. not God stepped in. Yes, uh, yes. And th- we've, we've come through this year, David, because of the pressing on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, yes. one, one, that attitude of, of gratitude mm. helps us to understand, Lord, I am what I am because of the grace of God. Yes. And, that, and, and that's that thrust that you have that excites us. And I believe that every one of us, God has given us his grace mm. and his grace is his elevator yes. that lifts us up to meet the demands of truth. But yes. we've got to work with him.
1: Oh, yes. we've,
2: we, we've got to be willing yes. to press on. Yes. Tell me something about
0: pressing on, David. Come on. Well, uh, when we're talking about pressing on, of mm. course, it reminds me about prophecy. Mm. Because, you see, it's always in front of us. You know, the the interesting thing about prophecy mm. is fulfilled prophecy. Mm but prophecy that yet has to come. And when I'm standing at the beginning of this new year and when we're looking, I believe... And and Let's talk for a moment about prophecy, Mm -hmm. prophecy. because, as you know, I'm very concerned. You know, I've produced a film, The Rape of Europe, Mm -hmm. uh, which produced 20 years ago, is actually being fulfilled Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. as we sit here. Mm I've also written a book on prophecy, you know, Babylon and Jerusalem. But talking about this prophecy, I believe that what has happened in this past year, all the difficulties, all the things we've gone through, um, I know a lot of people say, well, is it the judgment of God? Has God judged us? Or what is it? I don't see it so much as that, I see it as fulfillment of prophecy. Mm-hmm. That all the things, good, and bad, and remember this, Dennis, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you agree with me on this, the fulfilment of prophecy must see, good, and bad, mm-hmm. okay. in order to yeah. see prophecy yeah. fulfilled. Yeah. It it isn't all just joy and and, no. and rejoicing. It it comes true, because. Mm. Uh, I would not be where I am today Mm -hmm. if I'd not gone through that year in the communist Mm -hmm. prison. Mm -hmm. So sometimes Mm -hmm. it comes through suffering. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even Jesus, Mm -hmm. if he had not endured and Mm -hmm. suffered the cross, Mm -hmm. wouldn't have entered into the glory. And so as we're standing, looking at the coming year, Mm -hmm. I believe we're going to see, and I'm going to prophesy this, Mm -hmm. that we shall see much of the tragedy revealed Mm -hmm. as prophetic in the coming year Mm -hmm. and that I believe that the terrible year we've gone through Mm -hmm. has accelerated the fulfillment of prophecy Mm -hmm. and so that God has a remarkable way of doing this. Yes, he does. And, uh, I, I mean, we don't understand. No. We, we can never understand the mysteries no. of God or the workings no. of God. We, we can't. No. Uh, I mean, we celebrated Christmas, but no. uh, at the time when Christ was born, no. nobody really understood no. how important this was. No. And so I, I want to encourage people and say that in actual fact prophecy has been accelerated and I can tell you that in this coming year of 2021 we're going to understand and see uh, actually what that prophetic fulfillment is you see Dennis I think you know me I'm a little bit I don't call myself a prophet because what I'm concerned about is not just prophesying but seeing the actual prophecy fulfilled. And so many things that God revealed to me, going back in history, I mean, God revealed the collapse of the Iron Curtain, but I was involved in it. I was actually involved in it. Uh, So much so that I came back as the Iron Curtain was opening and I was invited on BBC and ITV to explain what was happening in the light of Scripture. Yes. Now, that's quite, yes. I wish they'd do it now, mm-hmm. but actually, literally, to, to be asked, because I, at that time, because I was backwards and forwards mm-hmm. between the, the Iron Curtain, I actually knew more mm-hmm. than the politicians and mm-hmm. the BBC. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, we do have a much clearer Come on, don't you think we have a clearer understanding of the future than any politician?
2: Well, the the, the thing is, David, as Christians, we have God's roadmap and, you know, we're going back to our future. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're actually going back to our future. That's how we can know, because of the prophetic. And, you know... As you're speaking, what's stirring in my heart is these words that Paul says here. He says, That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Yes, yes. What was Paul doing? He was pressing on for what Jesus wanted. Yes. And the way that we deal with mm. that which is ahead of us mm. is to press on. Mm. To, for that which Jesus wants from us. And you know, you know, David, I'm sitting here with you and it wasn't even my thoughts before we started to do this. <laughs> but as you were speaking about your experience, it took me back to over 36 years ago. You know, we, sometimes we need a negative situation to catapult us mm. to the next place where mm. we have to take hold of what God has for us. Absolutely. And you know, I was with my father held at gunpoint in Haiti, have not got time to go into all the details, but you know, they were chopping the missionaries hands off. Everything had had gone haywire. And I was with my father not knowing it's gonna be my last trip with my father. And after leaving from England, seeing millionaires give their life to the Lord, I thought I had arrived. I thought I had (laughs) taken hold. I thought this is it, this is all it for me. And God, the, the Lord spoke to my father, speak to Dennis, and say to him, come to Haiti with you. The very source and center of voodooism at the time. And I went with him and you know, we were held uh, to cut a long story short, at gunpoint in an airport. People were crying out because they all knew, we were all knew we were finished. And David, I had sat for three and a half hours reading the Bible. And when they came and held us at gunpoint, I couldn't remember a word (laughs) of what I read. I went to pieces Mm. and all I could do was stand there. And I remember tears coming down my eyes and I heard the words of my mother who she used to always sing when she was washing up. When peace like a river attends my way and the storms like the sea billows roll, whatever my lot, he has taught me to say, it is well, it is well in my soul. And I was there, tears just coming down my eyes And they came, had us at gunpoint and suddenly my father put his hand on my shoulder, gentle touch, and said to me, son, God never brought us to Haiti to die. (laughs) He brought us to Haiti to bring life to those who are dying. Only two people left that airport that day, Mm. my father and I, by divine miracle. You know why? I was serving the Lord, David, in the best way I thought. Yes." but I had not taken hold of what God had taken a hold of me for. Mm. And so I would like to encourage those who are listening to us. Yes, David, you've come out of prison. I've seen the miracles that God's done in and through your life. I've had the privilege of being able to walk a part of your journey with you. But you know what challenges me when I just read these words as you brought up what God put upon your heart? It's because you've taken hold mm. Mm. of him who has taken hold yes, of you. Yes, and yes. if there's one thing we can do, David, is to pray for people right now. Amen. As they go into this new mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. that they would just rest in the Lord. And it means that we've got to forget all those other good things yes, that happened. Yes, yes, <laughs> And yes. it means that we cannot, we've yes. got to accept yes. that we've not, we're not perfect. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we've not attained all that we should.
0: You know, I'm so glad you're saying this, we're not perfect. I'm going to pray. But we could never get into heaven because the only one who's perfect is Jesus. Jesus. And if you're more perfect than him, you're not, there's no place for you. But let's pray. Oh, Come on, Dennis. Yeah, let, let, let's, let's just pray together. Yes. Come on. Our Father, we just stand together, Dennis and I, uniting in prayer for those who are watching this program. Mm. Lord, encourage them to not look at the problems in their past life or in the past year, Mm. but to look into the future. And Lord, I pray a glorious future for everyone watching this program, in Jesus' name, that we will press forward Lord Lord. however hard it is that we'll we'll climb to that higher height and that in this coming year Mm. spiritually and even materially we'll reach a higher level. Lord Lord, lift me up and let me stand on higher Higher ground, ground. a higher place than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher, higher ground in the coming years yes. in jesus name and i pray this yes. over all that are watching yes we've got so much more yes. to show you yes. of what god can do in your life god bless you god bless you amen thank you for listening to the power of faith broadcast with david
1: hathaway We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting www.eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are a large assortment of
0: videos, magazines and books for your growth in God. We would like to give all new subscribers to David's ministry a free gift. To receive your free gift, visit www.eurovisiontv.org. Remember, those who know their God will be
1: strong and do exploits.